0: Welcome back to my Curiously Queer Life. It has been a week. It's been so exciting. I have officially, wait for it, 10 downloads. And I am celebrating every second of that because it could have been zero downloads. So all you 10 people that downloaded, or that one person that listened to it 10 times, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. thank you. Uh, This week, two things happened, Uh, and I changed the episode that I was originally going to do, so first of all, I have a friend who has been struggling with uh, addiction, and coming off from addiction, and the loss of a very close friend, and I, uh, you know who you are, And I am so grateful for you and uh, am here for you through that struggle and will celebrate you every step of the way, I promise. The point of this story is, though, this person, uh, when we parted ways, thanked me for my support and ended it with, I love you. And when they said, I love you, I cringed. I panicked. I freaked out. My first thought is holy fuck. What do I owe them now? I realized in that moment my own trauma with being loved and others showing me kindness and I I need to work on that because they were just trying to be nice and genuinely show me appreciation and i didn't know what to do with it and i thought that i was obligated to return something because this person was showing me kindness and love which led to which led to my own trauma and growing up with my growing up with my mom who On purpose or not on purpose, uh, has the capacity to love so deeply, but at the same time, her love comes with obligations, with receipts, with I did this for you, so now you owe me this, and I am doing this next chapter is, is all about her. It is probably one of the last chapters that is going to involve her to this extent. Moving forward, the story has now become more about me becoming a man and less about a boy being affected by his mother. Our parents, most of the time, are parents for the first time and they are doing the best they can with what they have. They have their own traumas from their parents and traumas from their parents and traumas from their parents. So this is not me putting blame onto a single person. It is me breaking a cycle of trauma that has gone on for hundreds, if not thousands of years and has affected my family lineage up until this moment. But this is done. So, I switched it. There will be no he and she this week. Like I said last week, it will be the story of my mother and a letter to her from me. And I apologize because I cried while I wrote this. I cried while I edited it. And I cried Well, I read it back, and I'm sure I am probably going to cry as I tell the story to you guys. So please uh, bear with me. Uh, this part is important. It's important for her to hear. It's important for me to heal. And it's important for the world to know that we are not bad people. Bad things happen to us. And we, we do what we can to move forward. So, here we go. Chapter 4, My Mother. I chose to do this title of this story about my mom, finger and thumb, embracing Cockney slang. I had also used it for my sister's story, Skin and Blister. Somehow, they both just seemed fitting titles for what I'm about to tell you. My mother embodied both perfection and a sense of a splintered soul, serving as a beginning of both me and my sister's curiously queer lives. My mother was born in a small French town in Moncton, somewhere in New Brunswick. Though she claims fluency in the language, I have yet to hear her say anything in French other than "Vous coucher avec moi ce soir." Tabernac Bonjour, or Oui, Monsieur? She refrains from speaking about that time, and I understand why. The blight of her past threatens to overshadow her presence, making it easier to pretend that those experiences never happened. God, why did they happen? There were moments in my life when my mom felt like a stranger to me. Even more so now. The depth of her complexities remain unknown to me, concealed behind a pretense of being okay. However, one thing was certain. She loved being a mother, and believed it to be one of the very few things that she was good at in this life. Well, at least until we became teenagers. But when that chapter of being a mother abruptly ended, she was left grappling with the same unresolved issues that plagued her before. Only now, they surged deeper, seeping through her like an unchecked disease, a silent passenger with her for so long. This passenger now screamed for attention, attention that my mother was not ready to, or was not willing to, pay attention to. My grandfather inflicted unimaginable abuse on his children, my mother being the one who experienced the brunt of his sadistic behaviors. Though the details of her stories remain shrouded in secrecy, the fragments she had shared with me left me feeling sickened. How could a father perpetrate such unspeakable acts against his own children? I choose to remain vague about her past, as it is her past her story, and her demons to deal with. But the little I provide to you gives context to my relationship with her, to my relationships now with the world, and a deeper sense of how trauma can leak from one generation to another generation. During my early years, my mother was my world, a perfect being whose radiant light shone down on me. She always exuded pride in me. Even during moments of failure, I was her perfect man. The one that wouldn't hurt her, never leave her, was always at her side. It became very hard to stay up on that pedestal. It was a lot of responsibility for someone my age. To be responsible for someone else's happiness, to be the sole purpose of their joy, it was so much to bear. I have never felt such unconditional love like that from anyone since. I miss it, but I fear it. However, as I grew older, the brightness of that light dimmed, and I began to perceive the flaws within her and within myself. The world seemed determined to label us as trash, constantly reminding us of our perceived worthlessness. Around the age of thirteen, A shift occurred within me, allowing me to see my mom as a person rather than this indestructible supermom. I began to recognize her flaws and moments of sadness, acknowledging that she was navigating her own battles. Despite her emotional and financial limitations, she always did the best she could for us. I became aware of her daily struggles she faced, summoning strength each day to leave the past behind and provide us with a better future. Subconsciously, I understood that she was running out of steam, finding it increasingly difficult to radiate that light. She was finding it difficult to move forward. I was just at the beginning of high school, and I was barely holding on myself. My wounds were still new and fresh, but I knew it was time for me to give back to her. I took her lessons of support, kindness, and love. And I turned them towards her. I attempted to be her light in the moments of darkness. Attempting to bake food for her. I was terrible at it. Attempted to clean up the house for her. I was also terrible at it. And arranging the furniture in the house to offer her a fresh start when she needed it. It was all I knew how to do at the time. I was still so young myself. I didn't understand the world. I didn't understand people. I was unaware of how... How horrible people can be sometimes. How hurtful. I would have given her so much more if I would have known. Mental health and trauma were never discussed back then. Even just a decade ago, it really wasn't a conversation people were having. It was still a taboo subject. So we all did what we could to move forward, pain and all. The first memory I have of seeing my mom completely broken was during Christmas time. She had come home and discovered that she had left her wallet and all her Christmas money in a bin at some shop somewhere in the mall. She frantically called all the places. She tried to go through her mind, and she just couldn't remember where she had put it down. I had never seen my mother so helpless and vulnerable. All her strength shattered. I felt her incredible sadness. I kneeled beside her, and she sobbed. She sobbed like I had never seen anyone sob before. I reassured her that material things did not matter, and no matter what, we had each other, and Christmas would still be the same. She kept crying. She kept sobbing. I felt helpless. I simply sat there beside her, offering the presence of who I was, and gave her solace in her tears. My mother carried a deep sadness, a shame for not being the perfect mother. A burden that I fear she still carries today. But if I'm being honest, compared to the upbringing that she had, the father that did the things that he did, the lessons passed down from her parents, she was the fucking reincarnation of Mother Teresa. She did everything opposite of what they had done to her. She did the best she could. Her trauma was deep. Deeper than I could ever imagine. Only now do I recognize the strength it took for my mother to walk away from that man. From that life. To get pregnant. To have a child alone. To have another man walk away. To have another child alone. To have another man walk away. To gather all that strength to still try and be this super mother is insanely amazing. And I am not even sure that I could have done it. I'm sure many people in the same situation would have just said fuck it and walked away from it all and just left those kids there. She didn't. She never did. Having experienced both the light and dark aspects of life, and working in the trenches of the downtown east side, I often find myself contemplating the sacrifices my mom made to keep us safe and provide a roof over our heads. I am certain she sacrificed her body, mind, and soul to maintain what little we had. For that sacrifice, I am ever grateful to you. It is because of your unwavering devotion that I am sitting here today, healthy, happy, and joviant. And just so everyone knows, I made up that word jovian. It's trademarked. It's mine. If you use it, you'll be paying. Just kidding. Use it. It's a great word. So, this next part is a letter that i written to my mom. It is only to my mom. It is not a story. It is a letter to her so she maybe understands why I am where I'm at at this point in life and why she is where she is at at this point in life. So, here we go. I'm very sorry if I get upset, but this is... This is deep. Hey, you. And by you, I mean mom. It's been far too long since I last dedicated words of love and positivity towards you. Words that harken back to a time when we were enveloped in happiness together, and the love that we had for one another was abundant. That sacred place where it was just you and I, sharing an unbreakable bond. I wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that the struggles and failures that we have experienced as a family were never your fault. Not even in the slightest. You did everything within your power, with your limited resources you had. And on the grand scale of things, your efforts were immense. The pain and suffering you endured at the hands of that monster named father stole your childhood, your happiness, and your sense of security. After him, you encountered a man who ultimately became the father of your first child, me. However, he proved to be a coward and a liar, leaving you to navigate the world alone while raising me, fully aware of the challenges and struggles you would face. I hope he carries the shame of his actions to his grave, for he will never know the inner beauty that you possess, your strength. You are beauty, and you are love. I had the unfortunate opportunity to meet him later in life, and I can attest to the fact that he is a small, weak man who pales in comparison to the strength, perseverance, and love that you have carried and demonstrated throughout the years. You single-handedly raised two children in an era when society looked down upon single mothers. For a long time, my sister and I were oblivious to the burdens you carried alone and endured silently. Yet you never faltered as a parent, and I harbor no anger towards you for the childhood you provided us. Life dealt you an overwhelming hand, and most people would have crumbled under the weight of that hand. My God. So- Your determination and resilience to persevere resonate with me each and every single day. I draw upon the memory of you unwavering strength to march through each day, and I know my sister does the same. I see the best part of you reflected in her children. You should feel honored to have started breaking the cycle of trauma without even knowing it. I have one request for you, Mom. It's incredibly important. Perhaps the most important one I have ever asked from you. You have already given so much. And for that, I am profoundly grateful to you. I ask that you finally release the burden of the shame that you have carried. That you have carried for far too long. You do not deserve the weight of it any longer. It no longer belongs to you. We, your children, do not seek your forgiveness for being the best parent you could be. Instead, we implore you to forgive yourself and embark on a journey of healing. It's time, mama. It is time for you to let go and heal, allowing your light to shine once more, allowing your beauty to show The distance between us now does not stem from memories of my childhood. It arises from who we have become. From our inability to respect one another's boundaries. From our hidden addictions and from our reluctance to embrace change and growth. There is still a place where we can meet again. A place where we meet in our present forms. Happy, healthy and transformed individuals. But we will never reach that place unless you are willing to do the difficult, messy inner work. It will undoubtedly be painful. It will be the most challenging task you have ever faced in this life. However, the end is beautiful. A place where the traumas of the past no longer hold power over us. You will know it's time for us to reunite when the thoughts of me bring smiles to your face. And you feel genuine joy even if we never cross paths again. I pray to God, the universe, or whatever higher power you believe in, that you and my sister find that joy. Reflect on the moments in this life when you felt most happy, safe, and blissful. It is possible to experience that happiness again and all the time. It's time, Mom. It's time to embark on this healing journey. It is time for you to be your own joy, to put yourself on a pedestal and shine as bright as the sun. You deserve it more than any of us. I love you so much. But the place that we live in together now hurts me. It hurts you. It hurts the people around you. You have to find peace and heal. Otherwise, you will never be able to love again. And I don't want that for you. I want this for you. Happiness and joy. And people around you that love you. You deserve it so much. So much. with love and hope from your favorite son, Thomas St. James. P.S. You are simply the best. Remember to dance like no one is watching you and then keep dancing even when they are. Find that road, Mom. Find that road and you start walking on it And I will be waiting, healed, happy, and ready to love my mom again. I I missed you. I miss the happy mom. I don't miss this mom. So please, please I beg you. Find happiness. Make peace. And come find me. So, as you can all see, this journey has been a lot for me. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been ugly. I've shed a lot of tears along the way, shed a lot of tears in this moment. But I am grateful for this moment. I am grateful for the ability to heal. I am grateful that I was given the power to look inward and Find the things in this life that I was doing wrong. Find the things in this life that were holding me back. And find the people in this life that helped me propel myself forward. And I hope I do the same for them too. I'm glad that this story emerged. Uh, Now it needed to happen. My mom's a good woman. She had a shitty fucking father. And that's being kind to him. There will be many stories to come. Stories that may reveal our flaws and make my family look ugly. But let me assure you, we are not ugly people. We really just simply endured ugly things that have happened to us. And we have struggled to find our way to move beyond them. Sharing my stories is a way of me taking a step forward. A way of me healing. And I hope that my sister and my mother find their own way to healing as well. Because I miss them. But I don't miss who they are. So... For now, I will lay the story of my mother to rest. She does come up in other stories briefly. But as a bulk, she is finished. And we need to start moving on to me. Um, But our journey is not over. There's still more healing. There's still more growth to be found on the horizon. And through it all, I will continue to grow and heal, embracing the beauty that lies within the ugly. Thank you, everyone. I look forward to next week. And uh, there'll be less crying, I promise. But this was... Uh, This was something I've been wanting to say for a long time, and I couldn't do it in person because my family has their own road of healing to do, and I am still doing mine. So I hope they understand that. I hope they hear my words, and I hope that they find that road because once you get on it, it is beautiful it is joviant, and it is beyond words and as always fill your tanks with love and joy share it with the people around you and try to make a difference my name is thomas st james and this is my curiously queer life